Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey, where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues. What if I told you that a lot of the pain and difficulty and adversity you're experiencing is simply God aligning your now so you can be prepared for your tomorrow? Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get On Course. What's going on, family? It's your man Gerard Bonner of Bonner Fide Radio, and this is On Course with Hart Ramsey. <sighs> These sessions we call Heart to Heart, and here's why. It's because you get to hear from the heart of God by way of the man of God. Of course, we're talking with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Pastor Hart, how are you, sir? I'm doing good, Gerard. How are you doing? I am well. So, you know, every now and again, we get to field some uh, listener mail, dare I say. And uh, on occasion, they ask us to talk about some interesting things. And this one we got a little while ago. But boy, this is interesting. And so uh, I believe the listener's name is Jothan Virgil. I hope I got that right. If I didn't, please forgive me. And so here's what he says. And we're just going to go with it. Uh, he says, I have a question to discuss uh, relative to the use of medical marijuana from a Christian <laughs> perspective. Is it right or is it wrong? Now, he's asking because his mother suffers from chronic pain and other medical issues that medical marijuana has been known to treat, but she is a saved sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost type of Christian, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So she dare not participate in any usage of marijuana. She thinks it's unethical and not Christ-like. And he goes on to say that he guesses with Alabama not being a legal state to sell it, that she's had no doctors explain the benefits of it as well. Now, we know that there are several states throughout the United States that have legalized marijuana. Uh, matter of fact, there are a number of uh, shops and stores, and it's kind of a billion-dollar industry, which is a whole nother conversation talking about who's profiting from it and the people who have ended up in jail because of it, but another discussion. Our discussion here is uses of marijuana with Christians. Right. Is this a go or a no-go. I've heard a lot of things from a lot of different places. What are your thoughts? Well, I think context is everything. So let's go back and look at the context of this. Um, yes. Uh, you, you know what? Something is weird. And don't let me, don't let me uh, take, stay too long on this rabbit trail. Okay. But, but it, we're born into a generation where certain things are the norm or certain things are the way they are. And sometimes we don't ask why. Right. So I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. How is alcohol and, and certain or types of prescription drugs legal, but marijuana is not. So what I did, what I did some time ago, Gerard, is I went back and I studied. I wanted to know the history. Why is marijuana? Well, why was it outlawed? And you know what I found? Mm-hmm. It had nothing to do with smoking it. Nothing. Nothing. What? Um, if you go back and you can research this for yourself, when you go back, what you'll find is that there was there was uh, pretty much like today, um, when a new product comes on the market, it runs the risk of running old products out of business. For example, America is, the the powers that be in America are reluctant to use turbine wind power or windmills because it will will negatively affect the oil industry. And the people with the power in America are oil tycoons. It's not that oil is better than wind, 
it, oh, it's just that it's, it was not, it's not beneficial to them. You see? So back in the day, what happened was um, the, the people who were making the money were the people who were selling lumber. They were selling um, trees for, for paper, for houses, for whatever, you know, because, you know, the, the, the paper was processed from through trees. Right. Well, they were selling the regular trees, uh, I think pine or whatever it was, and it was used, you could write on it with lead or, or with ink, and it would, it would last for a while. But then they found out that if you got the, the leaf from the Indian hemp plant, what we call cannabis, marijuana, mm-hmm. that, yes. that not only could you also write on it, but the writing would last longer. The ink would never fade and lead, oh. look, and lead look better on it. Oh. So, so they lobbied Washington to outlaw it, not as a drugs per se, but, but the purpose of, the, of outlawing it. Now, they used the excuse that, that uh, people smoke it because the Indians used to smoke it. It was called, called the Indian hemp plant. So they used to smoke it, right? But but it was outlawed not because so much of the smoking, but because of the fact that it, it was a, 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 a direct competition with the lumber industry. Who were the powers that be back then? I bet you never heard that story. I never heard that story. Research wow. it. So, so now, now we come back to the question. The question is, uh, so when we're born into the world and marijuana is the big bad wolf because now the, the war on drugs or marijuana is a part of it. I mean, we have people, I had friends who did 15 years in jail for selling weed. Wow. Okay. But all of a sudden now, weed is not bad anymore. Right. The people, who, the, you say it's a billion dollar industry, the people that are making the billion dollars, you know who they are? They're the very they same like people. Us. They're the very same people, Gerard, who were, who are, uh, um, for or who promoted the war on drugs. Wow. Some of them are the very same families of the prosecutors who are putting uh, people of color in jail. For, so now, I said all that to say to, to get to this point. If someone could take, um, name some very potent painkillers. Like, like um, when you, uh, they get, what's the one on the drip? What, uh, they put on the drip morphine. Oh, yes. Okay, yes. it's a painkiller. Mm-hmm. It's, it's 10 times, I'm just throwing numbers out there, more powerful than weed. Yeah. But, 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 but no one would, would ever um, question taking a morphine, a, a morphine in a drip or in a pill. Right. Fentanyl and all them things. Well, they won't, they won't talk, but, not, but weed. See, what, what, we, what we're dealing with is not whether or not the, uh, the drug is good for you or whether or not the, the drug is, it, they, they're spiritualizing misinformation. Hmm. Um, the reason that his mother would not take it is because she does not want to turn around and, and in her own mind be perceived as a hypocrite for doing something that she had told him all her life, all his life was wrong. Wow. But not know, with, with, with her not knowing the history. So here's my answer. I used to be hooked on marijuana. I would okay. never use marijuana recreationally ever again. Here's why. It has side effects like every other drug. Right. It makes you paranoid. Mm. If, if, if you're that kind of personality, it can make you paranoid. It can it will make you tired sometimes and make you sleepy. Mm-hmm. Um, and and if you smoke enough of it and try to do like drive or do something, it, it, it my response time slowed down drastically. Sure. It, it it's, it's it was as bad for me to to drive drunk or to drive high. It was the same thing to me. Wow. Depending on how much you took. But if right. you're prescribed a certain amount of marijuana for, for pain or for other or symptoms of a sickness, 
It is. It's like a. It's a plant. Like all the other drugs come from plants. Mm-hmm. So so no, and the Bible says that. Listen, there's the leaves of the tree for the healing of the nation. That's real. Wow. God put God put our medicine in trees, and in food. Wow. And the only reason that's not a big thing being talked about today in, in our in our generation is because a pharmaceutical industry is making so much money selling us the stuff that grows out the ground. Mm-hmm. You get it? I try. I try to uh, um, uh, process food. They, they process the food so it could last longer. But our, our healing is in the food we eat and in the stuff that grows on trees. So, to, to, to answer that question real quickly, it is this: if if they prescribe, if if a physician prescribes medical marijuana, um, to ease pain or to cure certain symptoms, like they prescribed it back in the day for glaucoma and different things, you better take your medicine and and, and bless the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I had a friend of mine who uh, was dealing with cancer and was prescribed uh, marijuana to be able to help deal with that by their doctor. And they're a believer, and they were very quiet about it right? Uh, for fear that people would, you know, look at them funny or, you know, think something crazy about them. But... Of course, you know, it's designed to help you, you know, alleviate pain or the other effects that are connected to it. Right. Um, so so this this gets interesting because I remember <laughs> oh, I can't believe we're going here. I remember growing up as a kid, the church that I attended, they had this, you know, you would walk into the church and up against the the wall where the pulpit is and the wall to the right, there was this large white sheet that covered the entire section of the wall. And it had uh, the wages of sin is death on the top of it. Mm. And it had this cross and under it were these lists of sins. <laughs> I mean, just, I mean, everything from jesting to fornication, like you name it. I mean, there were so many sins up there. I was just like, I didn't even know that was a sin or what is that? And all those stuff. And so what ends up happening is we are told things are sins that really aren't. So for instance, they said jesting was a sin, which was joking. And I'm like, well, a merry heart, you know, it's like medicine. So right. if I laugh... So laughing's a sin? I make a joke? Like what what? So so what it what it did though was it tried to it tried to do this kind of checklist of these are the things you should not do. Check. These are the things you should not do. Check. And yet the Bible talks about, you know, if it convicts you, right. God is greater than your heart. So how how do we, because I know there are people who will look at a discussion like this and either go, yes, I can go smoke weed or no, I can't or should I or should not. And really, I think this conversation goes into a number of other different things that either could be on the fringe or that may not be directly talked about in the Bible that people will go, is that a sin? Is that not a sin? How do do we deal with this? Because I do think there's still very much of a generation that will look at people and say, oh my God, you drink. Oh my God, you had some wine. Oh my God, you did X, Y, Z. How do you call yourself a Christian? Right. You know, let me let me speak to the, the, that jesting piece for a minute. Um, 
you know, like that that uh, that word in the Greek is a word uh, eutropelia, something like that, uh, and and it means um, it's it's coarse jesting, but what it speaks to is um, any jokes that involve vulgar expression or in, ah. or indecent content, like that stuff, like that. So you know, shameful stuff, like you know, inappropriate um, joking and stuff like that. It it doesn't say I can't, we can't joke, and so what what happens is is that because they don't know the full meaning of the word and they turn it into a sin for you it's mm-hmm. the same thing the Pharisees did wow the same thing the Pharisees did and um and, and it, it makes Christianity harder than it should be but but yeah we're, we're dealing with the issue here and I think the whole point of um even the question that we were asked is this, that the, the Jesus gave the church the Bible said he gave gifts unto men he gave gifts of men in other words he gave people as gifts to the church the apostle the prophet the evangelist pastor and teacher and we don't, we're not benefiting from them like we should mm. the purpose of the teacher is to cause you to learn the past of the, the, the purpose of the pastor is to care for the people and to is to lead and to feed okay wow. the purpose of the evangelist is is to come and and it's actually the evangelist is god coming after you mm. in love the purpose wow. of, the, of the prophet is to point the way to show you hey listen um, this is what God has for your future. This is what God has for you. He, he deals with future things a lot. And he proclaims what the Lord is saying concerning your life. And the, the purpose of, of the apostle is just basic foundational things. And we have not, we have not um, benefited fully because we've dishonored these calls. And so it, it leaves us ignorant to certain things. And even the older saints are, are, are holding on for their life. You know, It's not even holding on to God's unchanging hand. It's holding on for their life. I don't want to mess up now. I'm too old. you know. And they never really fully enjoyed the Christian life right. uh, and we put certain limitations like going back to this thing with, with the medical marijuana I mean if, if I mean let take any drug you take medical Tylenol <laughs> right you know because think about it if you use it for recreational use medical Benadryl because Benadryl right. Benadryl will get you nice and mellow <laughs> yeah. If you take it as you see what I'm saying? So so right. I, I just think I just think is that there again our ignorance is put on display. Stay tuned for more of today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Imagine being filled with a peace so deep that the world around you can't touch it. Pastor Hart Ramsey is on a mission to help believers understand what it means to have a healthy, prayer-based relationship with God. He's doing that through his brand new book titled Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer. Prayer at first was a struggle because, you know, it, it really takes faith to pray. You have to you have to trust that God is like a person, he's a real person, and that he's the one that invented the concept of prayer. In this book, you'll learn how to ensure your relationship with God is based on a new and improved covenant, which dangerous prayer habits to avoid, and what to do when prayer doesn't yield the answers you want. It's time to trust God enough to make your prayer life truly about Him. Yes. Pick up your copy of Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer from Hart Ramsey, available now at Amazon, iTunes, and wherever books are sold. Pick up the new release from Stellar Award nominees Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story, featuring the lead single, It Is So. Come on all over the place, lift it up, so. It is so. 
pick up the chart-topping release from Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story, in stores now and available at all digital outlets. Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. That's, 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 really, that's really good because, again, like we said before, there are people who literally try to you know, put these chains on people and say, you shouldn't, you should, or the flip side, like you said, you have a chance to live a longer and better life and you choose not to because it's medical marijuana right. or because they've prescribed that I sip wine right? Uh, or, or all that type of stuff, which it's funny because nowadays, and, and you can certainly correct me if I'm wrong, it feels like the environment among Christians in general seems to not be as legalistic as it was perhaps 20 years ago or 30 years ago where you've got people kind of checking for all this stuff. Right. Um, but the flip side is true. It, it almost feels like sometimes people are trying to rein people in now, you know, from, okay, you like, I remember being part of a church where, uh, it challenged me in a number of areas because I could clearly see, you know, there was the presence of God in these services and it wasn't missing. And yet, you know, we'd go outside of church with these people and some of them would have beverages I wouldn't have. Right. Or they would do things that I just would never think to do. And it really challenged me in terms of saying okay you thought and you were taught that christians dress like this act like this talk like this you know behave like this and not all of them necessarily do right which is interesting you know so i i I, this gets interesting because now we get into lifestyle choices which we don't talk a lot about but i think it's important to have this piece of a conversation because as leaders for you, I know it gets tough being able to share the totality of your experience uh, with things like you like to go to the movies, you like to go to concerts, you right. like to live. Right. And right. I'm sure you feel like sometimes I can't really live like I want to, or at least I can't express that I'm living yeah. for fear of, of what the people do. And and I don't know that it's just leaders that deal with that. So how what, what suggestions do you have for people who are in the faith who are living and are like, why do I have to not talk about this? Or why do I have to deny that I like X, Y, Z? I remember being told one time uh, by a pastor that I can never tell anybody that I'm going to a wrestling event or that I like wrestling because it it will diminish my ministry. It will nullify it. Nobody will take me seriously. That is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. You know, let me tell you something. Listen listen to this. I'm going to read something to you, okay? Yeah. And and this is what's going on. And, and Gerard, I got to the point, and I'm not telling you any lie. I used to be bound to that. But I'll tell you the level of freedom I have. My wife and I would would go live from a Anita Baker concert. Listen, we we plan to see a lot of artists that we... Listen, I don't care about that. Let me tell you something. The Bible says, um, and this this is a whole... It's Romans chapter 14. I'm going to read it from the the perspective of 
um, the, the, the context that Paul was talking about. He said, accept other believers who are weak in faith and don't argue with them about what they think is right or wrong. Now, here's the crazy thing. When you when you read this first set up verse, it sounds like he's saying that the people who go to concerts and the people who would, could do these uh, uh, things, go to wrestling matches or whatever, that they're weak in the faith. But that's not what he's saying. Listen to what he says. He said, for instance, one person believes it's all right to eat anything, but another person, another believer with a sensitive conscience will eat only vegetables. Mm-hmm. He said, those who feel free to eat anything must not look down on those who don't. And those who don't eat certain foods must not condemn those who do. Those who go to concerts should not, mm -hmm. should not, um, if you, if you feel free to go to a concert, don't look, don't look down on the ones who don't. And, and he said, if you don't go to concerts, don't condemn the ones that do. Right. And he says this, he says, uh, for God has accepted them. Who are you to condemn someone else's servant? Their own master will judge whether they are standing or falling, and with the Lord's help, they will always stand and receive His approval. That when I that, and I got the revelation of that, my thing is like, listen, my mother, my mother used to tell me, she said, "You going to the movies? Oh my God! Suppose the Lord come when you're in the movies." I said, "I'm gonna get, right. I'm gonna get raptured right out the movies." <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I wish He would come while I while I'm enjoying uh, uh, Avengers or something like that. Right. I mean, the, the thing is, you know. They may go going, going to certain places like you can't be here when the Lord comes. You got to be here. You got to be in church when the Lord comes. <laughs> mm -hmm. You can't. Mm -hmm. well, I mean, God forbid that, that my wife and I be intimate when the Lord comes. Are we going to hell? Right. Well, come on here. Imagine that. They're so, I think, and I think that level of ignorant religion, it, it really hurts, it hurts evangelism. Yeah. Um, and, and the key thing is this, is that I, I think each believer has to know for you have to and so let's say you make a decision and it's wrong mm -hmm. at least you it's part of your growing process you make yes. the decision for yourself i mean like i wish someone would come and tell me well you know someone tell me one time they said well, pastor i have a problem with you headlining a jazz concert someone actually told me i asked them what really? specifically is your problem they said jazz music does not glorify god oh lord i said but it has no lyrics Right, and they said no, but it's the music. All music should glorify God. I said, but I said you're seeing this whole thing wrong. I said yeah. you're thinking, you're thinking that because a person is singing gospel lyrics, it makes the person right. I said there are people right now that's living like the devil singing gospel songs. Yes, Lord. And there are musicians who love Jesus that's playing instrumental songs. Mm -hmm. What I said, what makes the song? I mean, I'm not, and even the songs with lyrics are, are songs, the, the either songs of love or just songs of, of, of general encouragement. Yeah. But this person was so bent on if it's not gospel, if it's not singing the gospel, it's, music is not legitimate. So my question now becomes when you're being intimate with your spouse, mm. are you playing praise and worship? We, me, you've talked Listen. about this before on our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And that kind of that to me that right there is 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 weak Christianity. They're weak in the faith, and the reason they're weak is because they won't allow themselves to grow anymore in the Lord. They're just glad to be saved, and so God can get no usage out of them. God can't use them to touch anybody's life because they're just glad they're in the door, and they won't want to do anything to mess it up. Mm -hmm. Not even live. Mm -hmm. Not even live. <laughs> <laughs> the life that Jesus died for. <laughs> Gosh, you know, I was talking, Gerard, let me let me say this. And, and this, if you're a single sister listening to this, then I want you to check this. So I was making a joke with some of the women in my church recently about how um, they, they believe in God for a husband, but their pattern is get up in the morning, get dressed, go to work, um, come home, 
and they do it and then they, they only break the pattern by get up in the morning um or go to church i mean get dressed go to church come home and so they don't go right. nowhere but work in church mm-hmm. and then saying well of the lord didn't keep his word he didn't give me a man listen to me you have to people have to see you in real life Yes. Don't you like to do anything? Do, have you no hobbies? Have you no interests? Have you no desires? Is there anything you like beside being in church, uh, doing a praise break? Right. I hate it. Let me tell you something. I, I'm being honest with you, and y'all judge me, but to me, one of the most pretentious things we do in church, and I'm not saying it's all bad, but I'm saying some of them praise breaks. <sighs> the, the, you know, <clears throat> Yeah. I just, I, <laughs> I just say it like this: it's a deception because we've reduced God to a feeling, yes, or to a location, or to, and He's much, much more. And some, some people say, "Well, I just don't ever believe in God anymore." I, I don't listen. Some of the people, um, you've limited God to this little space, and you're tired of the, of the little space. So you think you're tired of God. You're not tired of God. You're tired of this box you put him in. Why don't you get right. out of the box and see if God goes with you? Right. Wow. Wow. So, wow. I'm gonna get a. We gonna get a lot of feedback from that one. I'm sure they're gonna say you're I'm a heretic. Sure. <laughs> but 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 you're right. I mean, certainly, you know, for women and men who have either grown up in church or all they know is church, and if that is indeed all you know, that's gonna make for very boring conversation. If you're trying to date or if you're trying to be friends with anybody, they want to talk about more than church. And maybe one of the things that they want to talk about, it's interesting because you talked about uh, that one scripture uh, that talked about how, you know, uh, you shouldn't look down on the person that is able or willing to eat everything. Right. And the person who only eats vegetables. Right. I ran across a tweet the other day (laughs) um, from our friends at. Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> I know. This is going to sound weird, but trust me on this. So our friends at Kentucky Fried Chicken um, are debuting something, strangely enough, uh, here in Atlanta. And it's called Beyond Fried Chicken. Okay. They are making chicken with Beyond Meat. Okay, let's describe Beyond Meat. This is getting interesting. <laughs> So it's the idea of vegan chicken. Oh. Vegan chicken is what Kentucky Fried Chicken is debuting in Atlanta. And by the time most people hear this, in Atlanta, they will have already started tasting and working with this. So we have this. We have the rise of so many vegan establishments, etc., etc. What do we make of this? Like, is this one of these... God, I hate to use this reference, but it's about to come out. Is this one of these back to Eden kind of things? Yeah. You know, where we're getting back to eating vegetables? Is it really healthy living? Or does it even really matter? Well, well first of all, you know, okay, it, it does It does matter because some people are, are big vegan nuts or pescatarians or whatever. But I'll say this, okay? I want my meat to be... <laughs> to be meat. Meat. I, I, the, the, the thing that died for my... To fit, to satisfy my hunger should have been a member of a family with mother, father, sisters, and brothers. I just I just want my meat to be a part of a family. I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm really afraid of when they start genetically engineering anything. When they start mm-hmm. trying to, you know, because it takes so much to to 
to make it what it's supposed to be, I don't see how it benefits. Like I ate some, I ate some. We were fasting, and I ate some um, vegetarian meatballs, and they taste too okay. much like meatballs. I was afraid. I was like, okay, this is scary. <laughs> wow. You know, they, I, they t- it tastes it tastes like meat. Um, no, yeah. th- this is what I think about that. I really believe that we're in a time where it's just it's preference, but okay. um, but and, and and the the notion is that meat is not good for you, but God was the one that told Noah that that they, that he um he could he, he's have given you he basically told him to eat meat when Noah yeah. came off the ark. Reference that in Genesis chapter eight, Genesis chapter nine. God told him that. And then it, in uh, in Peter's vision when he was at the house of Simon the Tanner in the book of Acts, the, the Lord actually said to Peter, rise, kill, and eat. Mm-hmm. He's talking about meat, different kinds of meat, all different kinds of meat. Rise, kill, and eat. And so um, um, Paul said in his writings that, that your food becomes um, holy or, or sanctified when you give it when you give thanksgiving for it. Either that's true or it's not. Mm. So, so I mean, we can't believe, we can't take part of the Bible and leave the other half. Yeah. You see what I'm yeah. saying? And so, and so it, it gets us, I, th- I think the whole notion, again, I, I'm going to keep harping on this. I don't think Christians own enough um, understanding in the faith we're trying to evangelize people into. Wow. I don't think I don't think that um even even um in general um we're not sure of what we really what our faith teaches. Wow. We we're, we're not sure and so we we're, a lot some people are making stuff up some people are making rules that don't exist and, and, right. and imposing them upon people when really the rule is is that you you preach the word and live your convictions. Yeah. You know if you don't like meat then don't tell people it's wrong to eat meat then you don't eat meat. But right. leave me alone with my steak and my uh, crab legs and my shrimp. And <laughs> now leave me alone. I don't eat pork chop. But if they want to eat pork chop, God bless them. You know, um, Gentiles do eat pork chops. I mean, if, if we, if that's something they want to do, then who are we to tell them not to? As long as, long as they, they receive it with thanksgiving, and they eat it. Um, you go to different cultures, they eat different things, and they are saved. Um, we yes. have to. We have to. Really, this whole issue, even from the beginning, the question that was asked about the medical marijuana. This entire thing is about the faith of the person, and what the. Per- now I'll say this: the Bible says, if you if you do it and you don't do it in faith, it's sin to you. Right. So you wow. remember the first question we started with: if this guy's mom um, d- does not let the Lord deal with her heart about this 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 marijuana being medicine, and she do it with a, with a conscience that's that's kind of like saying, well, I don't think it's right, but you know, the doctors told me, then that, to her it's a sin. But, wow. but uh, yeah, like, like, like if you have a person, as a matter of fact, I'm gonna make a bold statement that's gonna blow your mind. If you have someone out there that says, that says, um, I, I, I use marijuana recreationally, like you drink wine, and they have no listen. The Bible says if they, if it's not of faith, it's of sin. So if they're doing it in faith, thinking there's nothing wrong with it, God is not going to not going to charge them for that. Because the reality is, remember I told you about the history of this thing. It's not in the Bible. There's no one in the Bible that says our oh, marijuana is not good for you. Right now, I won't smoke it because I've had experiences with it. I don't want to go back to. Right. But but at the same time, you know, uh, uh, and, I, and it gives you the munchies and it has some little side effects. But every drug I've ever taken, prescribed drug, has side yeah. effects. Sure. 
I mean, even on the commercials, they have this whole little small thing. They talk about side effects for virtually every kind of drug that's out there. That lead to um, death. Some of them lead to death, too. <laughs> right, right. A lot of them do. <laughs> Which makes me wonder, like, after all that, why even take it? Yeah, but, well, yeah, you're gonna die anyways. Like, exa- exactly, exactly. So I, I think I think this is interesting. And so, before we go, I want to ask this because I think there are people who will listen to this and say, "Oh, well, then if it's not a bad thing, let me try X. Let huh. me try Y." What do you say to them, particularly if? Either they aren't convinced um, that they should do it or if it's just, you know, there are some people, I heard one person say that their test of the grace of God was trying all these things to see if God would still love them, (laughs) (laughs) which I thought was pretty brave. Um, What do you, what do you think of of people deciding to experiment, to try different things to see kind of what works for them and what doesn't? You know, uh, I'll say this. I'm, I'm going to speak for myself because when you start speaking in these terms, then there's scripture that, that, that we could quote, but I'll speak personally right here. I, mm-hmm. I think you have to be careful. Yeah. Every crack dealer learned the simple lesson that you give your your customers the first hit free. Right. Because what, you what you're peddling is potent enough that they will be back because it's super, super addictive. Paul says, all things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. He said, all things are lawful unto me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. And being brought under the power of something is what we refer to commonly as addiction. And so my thing is, man, like like if the doctor says to me, if something ever happens, God forbid, and they said, the only thing we could prescribe for this is marijuana y'all y'all listen i'm a pastor gonna be coming to church smelling like weed because i'm a, you know i'm gonna trust god and smoke weed i mean if, if that's the cure yes. or if that's the, if that's what they prescribe but but to me um to be doing i, I think taking anything that that would alter your state of consciousness recreationally is dangerous that's that goes for drinking yeah you know um uh, uh, and I, and I say this, and, and, and I, people say, well, Pastor, do you drink? Um, my doctor tried me on different sleep drugs years ago, um, Ambien, Lanesta, um, and, and they, were eat, they were too strong for me. And so he okay. told me what I recommend you would do, that you should do, is take um, five ounces of red wine when you can't sleep. Not every night, when you can't sleep. Okay. And so I would do it from time to time, and sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not. Yeah. Okay? And I've learned that, that I could just... Uh, I've, I've learned I could start reading the word or watching a, a good show or something. I'll be gone. You, you see, right? So, so I, I, I think the last resort for me is is that is to take some wine. Um, and it's good. They say it's good for your heart, but I just, I'm, I just, I'm, I'm aware of things that alter your consciousness. You will make right. decisions within an altered state of consciousness that you would not normally make. You, you, right. your, 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 um, your boundaries get blurred, and you, I mean, you gotta be careful. The enemy will try to come after you when you are compromised. Yes. So that's all yes. I'm gonna say about that is just be careful with it. Um, and if, and if you have a history of addiction, man, run from the stuff that's addictive. And for me, weed was addictive, man. I, I can't, I can't lie, Gerard. Nothing yeah. had me for like eight, nine years. It had me. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so.
I, th- I think that's very sound and sage advice for a lot of us to listen to uh, as people are trying things. You, you have to know your boundaries. You have to know your limits. And I think you have to also know this, and, and, and this is important. You don't have to wait for everything to be declared a sin for you to choose that it's not good for you. That's good. You know, I think for a lot of us, we need somebody to say it's a sin, so we won't do it. Because if it's not, it's this gray area. Well, you just have to know. It's like, you know, if I eat certain foods and they don't agree with me, I'm not interested in in I don't care who gives me permission to eat it. If it's not good for me, I'm not going to do it. And so, you know, you have to determine that too. That means that there are certain things that other people will be able to do right. that you may not be able to do. That is good. That is and, true. And, and we got to be good with that. That is good, Gerard. Yeah. That's so yeah. real. So, so so I hope that you guys will, will understand that with freedom comes responsibility. And this is kind of what we're really talking about. If you're being prescribed to take the medical marijuana or whatever it is, take that. You know, I, I remember growing up reading about cocaine and how its initial uses were medicinal yep. and they were good. Um, you know, but anything, and this is the other side of it, anything that is overused or abnormally used or abused is not good for you, you know? So that goes from things that are as harmless as food to other things. So, you know, I think we just have to walk in wisdom and, uh, again, not wait for something to be declared a sin or lawless for you not to do it. And the flip side is just because it's legal doesn't make it lawful. Right. yeah, that's, pre- All right. that's good preaching, Elder. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's, you know, that's that's that. So I hope, Jothan, we answered your question. And hopefully if your mom hears this, she will either feel freedom to, you know, take the medicine or trust God either way, which, whichever way she chooses. And if you guys have questions for us, reach out to us. We love discussing them here on the podcast. You can certainly reach out to us on social media using the hashtags either on course or heart to heart. That's H-A-R-T, the number two, H-E-A-R-T. And uh, we would love to field your questions or talk about topics that are of interest to you. Be sure to share this with your friends and followers rate us uh and certainly subscribe on itunes google play or wherever it is that you get your podcast and join us next time as we get on course with heart ramsey <laughs>